0: Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the third he's gone! He's gone! What a move! It takes skill to win your fantasy championship. Separating the zeros... He
1: goes ...to the near side, and it's picked off! Intercepted!
0: ...from the fantasy heroes.
1: Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder
0: in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the Fantasy, fantasy Fix. Go! Go!
2: Today, let's say hello to our good friend, Holden Kushner, host of MLB at the Plate, getting ready for his show tonight, catch it at 7 Eastern. Holden, small sample size, but Le'Veon Bell has not done much after three games. Any fantasy doubts moving forward?
1: Well, I think I'm looking, there's statistics you could look at, hey, Cordell's the guy that played the game, so the only way that guys like you and me that never played the NFL, well, I'll just say myself, can understand this maybe through numbers, and right now, You know, Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers, he's got the lowest percentage of carries of any running back facing more defenders in the box than Blonkers can account for. So what that tells you is all the guys that are coming after him, for the most part, are accounted for. The the O-line is doing a, a decent job when he's trying to run the ball. But what I do like is that Todd Haley, a couple of times last week, uh, got him out in space in a passing game, and I think that's fine. Um, we're just not seeing the same Le'Veon Bell that we saw last year to this point. Is it coming? I mean, based on track history, uh, you got to say, yes, it's going to happen. But right now, he's not the same guy. And uh, they've got to use him more in a the, in the passing game. And it's, it's, it's volume dependent, and he's getting the ball a ton.
0: Holden, with Willie Sneed returning for the Saints this coming week, what do you expect from him in the first Game eligible.
1: Well, I expect that I am going to be avoiding him because uh, this. I have no idea what's going on with the Saints' passing game on a week-to-week basis. Brandon Coleman was pretty darn good. You know, he had ten targets, he caught seven for one hundred and six, two touchdowns. So, you know, Sneed is coming back. He's a hit-and-miss guy, anyways. Every week, the the production is going to spike and dip and spike and dip. So, I mean, as far as this week goes. I am not going to have any shares of Willie Sneed on my team, but if I've got him on my team, he's definitely going to be on my bench because it's, uh, there will be matchups that he's going to be a terrific play.
2: Fantasy Fix with our friend Holden Kushner. Footnote to your statistical analysis. At least you have data. I just make stuff up and talk loudly. That's so do I. And the foundation of my career. Yeah. Let me get you to Doug Baldwin the dreaded groin injury. Seattle can't run with that offensive line. How do you see Baldwin in terms of stardom or sit as Seattle takes on Indy?
1: You know, I went back. Uh, there's a study that a good buddy of mine, Chris Raybon, did a few years ago, and he looks into injuries and how that affects fantasy performance. And really, if you are questionable or doubtful with a groin injury, over the last six years, production from a wide receiver has gone down 25.2% from a fantasy scoring point standpoint. So that's pretty significant. I mean, when you got a collarbone, it's 69%. When you got an elbow, it's 10%. Anything below the waist is something you're going to worry about with a wide receiver. So I'm concerned about Doug Baldwin. He's a guy that I'm avoiding in daily fantasy this week. I think it's going to be tough to have a better, you know, a better number three receiver on your team, so he's probably going to be in there uh, in your yearly leagues. But as far as Doug Baldwin goes, I'm fading. I think Jimmy Graham has a nice game this week.
0: Speaking of concerns, Cam Newton has been one I think everyone's been concerned about for the most part, especially with his throwing, uh, because his surgically repaired arm. But what are your expectations for Cam Newton?
1: Well, if he's not going to run because of concussions and he's throwing at a 61% completion percentage, then I'm not expecting much out of Cam Newton. You know, this is a guy that I was a little... Uh, tentative on coming into the year because I, I wasn't sure how the Panthers were going to use him, whether Ron Rivera was going to keep him, limit him from running with the football, and they haven't, and he hasn't been accurate, and it's something that he's never been a really accurate quarterback, but you'd like to see him at least start running the ball a little bit more. This guy was the ultimate weapon just a couple of seasons ago, so it's not like he got bad overnight. It just looks like the way that he's being used right now is not a way that's going to make him a good fantasy quarterback, and right now he's out of my top twelve.
2: Fantasy analysis being provided by Holden Kushner. Cincinnati's a debacle 0-3. Although they match up against Cleveland, somebody's got to win a football game. New offensive coordinator and Bill Lazor. Do you think Joe Mixon gets the kind of touches a lot of fantasy owners hoped when they drafted him in the weeks to come? Although you got Bernard and Hill in the mix too,
1: right? Yeah, of, of course those two guys are in the mix, but this guy is starting to see the field a lot more. You know, he was on the field... Uh, For 36% of the snaps in week one, 25% week two, and now last week, 55.7%. So Bill Lazor is obviously saying, hmm, I think we can use this guy as our lead back. And he's definitely coming on. Touched the ball 21 times last week. Still didn't get in the end zone yet, but I see that coming. And as far as uh, anybody that I want to own in that Cincinnati backfield, Mixon was the guy coming into the year. And Mixon should still be the guy. And it looks like the changing of the guard is
0: underway. Carlos Hyde was a big part of the offense. I think he was up to like 40% in offense early on, but of course, because of his hip injury uh, during this last game, you get kind of nervous of him, but, should you start him or sit Carlos high this weekend? Depends
1: on what your options are, but let's just look at it again. Now it's a hip injury we're talking about, and when you look back at the questionable tags or the doubtful tags, hip injuries really have not affected a running back's production that much. It's a hit of about 6% uh, when you show up on the injury report with a hip issue. He did return to the game last week. Um, as long as he's practicing on Friday in full, I'm fine with it. He hasn't just uh, he had been the most efficient guy uh, last week against the Rams, but he touched the ball almost 30 times. He is big time in a passing game. We've seen with Kyle Shanahan, I saw it up close here in Washington, D.C., what he could do with running backs. He makes mediocre guys into good backs. He makes good backs into great backs, and I think with Carlos Hyde, He got a very good back, and now he's getting opportunity. He knows how to open up lanes. He used them in a passing game. I like Carlos Hyde this week. I'm okay with him.
2: Holden, let me give you the obligatory Andrew Luck question because Cordell loves it. When I bring up anything connected to Stanford University, let's say somebody (laughs) thought that Luck would be ready to go week one, and now they're just holding on to him with an optimistic feeling that at some point Luck's going to play. Would you ride with him, or is it time just to say goodbye on the waiver
1: wire? What a waste of a roster spot. Why are you wasting a roster spot on a guy you don't even know if he's going to be back? You shouldn't have had him at the beginning of the year. You don't know when he's going to be back, or they shouldn't for week six. The Colts haven't said one thing that's truthful to this point. You have no idea when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back healthy, and if he's going to be the same player that he was before, which, by the way, he was never the elite fantasy football quarterback. He was a good fantasy football quarterback. He should not be on your roster right now, unless you're in a keeper league and you're a huge Colts fan so no I do not understand this infatuation with Andrew Luck in fantasy football this year way too many questions way too many
0: better options <laughs> I tell you what the New England Patriots um, when losing hold on Julian, hold on hold on I'm Cordell sorry. you're
1: laughing a little bit what is well, that I,
0: I chuckled. I was breathing heavy I'm sorry Holden I but well, what I was it I want to know are you, you have a heart
2: palpitation, Cordell are you okay <laughs>
1: I am okay. I know you get excited when we talk fantasy football. I mean, is Andrew Luck going to go off? Is he is he going to come back (laughs) next week miraculously and pull a Joe Namath? You know what? You know
0: what? This is the funny thing. I'm I'm all in when it comes down to speaking about Andrew Luck because as Brian mentioned. Yes, he is a Stanford guy, and he can't do anything wrong. So, of course, I am chuckling because he did ask that question about Andrew Luck, and he knows how I feel about Andrew Luck. I'm saying basically, hey, I know we talked about the AFC Championship a few years ago, but what has he done for me lately? I'm all about Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Why is he, he on your
1: roster end? right now? He does not even playing. We do not even know when he's coming back. There it is. Well, said. I'm with
0: you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. But with Julian Edelman, not being in the mix, it seemed like Tom Brady has found him a new toy. Let's just say that in Brandon cooks, when it comes to their connection, have they finally got it figured out or or how, can, how good can they be in this offense?
1: Now, there's just too many spikes right now. I mean, this listen, it's all about efficiency with Tom Brady and his receivers. And this schedule's juicy. I mean, he's got Tampa Bay next week and then the Jets after that. And it doesn't really matter. He's matchup proof. But how many times is he being targeted in the game? Week one, seven. Week two, he got four targets against New Orleans. Last week, he got seven, and he scored twice. Then Hogan. Hogan's going to get his looks. Yeah, I just think it's, it's up and down and up and down. In a yearly league, you're obviously playing Brandon Cooks on a weekly basis because he has a chance to just blow up and score you 30 points. He also has a chance to score you 5 or 6 points. There's no in-between with this guy. There's not steady volume, just like there isn't with Hogan at this point. The only guy that's getting steady looks would be Rob Gronkowski, who is getting monster volume as long as he's healthy. I think Cooks is going to have some really big weeks. I look forward to this relationship getting closer and getting better as the season goes on because and and you can correct me if you wrong i kind of look at him like antonio brown light he's not antonio brown but he has the same skill set and this guy is going to be a monster for a long time with tom brady it's just not there yet as francis
2: albert said holden all or nothing at all it's true ponder that half a love never appealed to me (laughs) have a great show and we'll chat with you next thursday Uh, Bye bye